It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Deb Flaschenberg. I'm your host of Yoga Birth Babies. And today I'm speaking with Rachel Nix. We are talking about how she's an athlete, how she is a birth worker, how she works at Mirror, and how all of that affected her pregnancy. She just had a baby. And how being an athlete affected how she worked out and how she got back into shape. It's a really great conversation. And full disclosure, Rachel did our teacher training about six or seven years ago and it was fun getting a chance to talk with her. Let me tell you a little bit about her. So Rachel Nix is a Juilliard graduate and a longtime athlete and yoga teacher. She's a founding trainer at Mirror, and she has certifications which consist of yoga, bar, TRX, kettlebell, mat pilates, and reformer, and pre- and postnatal yoga. She's a donor-certified doula and lactation counselor, and she is the mother of two sons and resides in Harlem. She is one busy lady. And it was a blast speaking with her. I really enjoyed our conversation, especially someone when it comes to pregnancy and birth and someone that comes from an athletic background, there has to be some adjustments that need to be made. And that can be challenging as well as coming back to one's body after having their baby, starting to reinvestigate what it feels like in this postpartum body, especially with a job in fitness. So we talk all about that as well as some of her birth work. So I think you're going to enjoy that. Before we get to that, I want to remind you guys, I have a free downloadable. You can get it from our website, prenatalyogacenter.com, and it's five simple solutions to the most common pregnancy pains because most pregnant bodies have some sort of aches and pains, and I've got you covered with some solutions to how to deal with that so you're more comfortable on a daily basis. And on a daily basis, we've got prenatal yoga classes, live classes seven days a week so I can see you on a daily basis. And we've also got postnatal and baby and me and all our birth prep classes so we can still hang out with each other online. One more thing, just a reminder, if you haven't left a rating and review, please take a moment to do so. Go to wherever you're listening to this from and leave a rating and review. It helps people find us and then we can keep spreading all this really great juicy information. So thank you in advance for doing that. Oh, I said one more thing, but now I have one final thing, I promise. So we got the approval to continue our teacher training online. We worked with this uh, group called Yoga Alliance, and we respect what they're going to say about how we can have our training. And for a while, it was in person, and then COVID happened. And then there was a decision of when are we going to continue to have our online trainings. And we got the approval to go through 2021. So I know I hear from a lot of people saying, oh, I'd love to do your training, but it's in New York, or sometimes we travel elsewhere. So it involves travel, and travel is expensive. And I get that. So if you're thinking about it, 
we have at least two more trainings that we're doing completely online. No travel involved, no extra expenses. You can spend that time getting ready and diving deep into this really great information. We go so deep into asana. We go so deep into the anatomical changes of the pregnant body, the birth paradigm in our country, changes that need to be made, childbirth education. It's really fantastic. I mean, (laughs) I created it, so I do think it's fantastic, but the students really seem to grow and thrive, and it's, it's a pleasure to be a guide for that. So check it out if it's something you're interested in. Okay, we're gonna take a super quick break, and we come back, please enjoy my conversation with Rachel. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Rachel. I'm so excited to speak with you. How are you? I'm good. It's It's been a few years. I've made a few children <laughs> since I've last seen you. I haven't been busy or anything. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, you are so busy. Yeah. How many years? When did you do the training? Oh God. I, it's been a minute. I want to say it's at least five years, but I want to say it's probably more like six. Did I, was I pregnant or did I just have a baby? Do you happen to remember? You were not pregnant. All right. So it must've been right after I had my daughter and she just turned seven. So I think it was, yeah, like it could have been seven because I did that pretty soon. Like I've been with my husband for seven and change. Mm -hmm. And I did my like doula training and then well, no, I did your training. And I think after that, my doula, something like that. Yeah. Um, and we've been together seven years. So it's close. It's something because he was the catalyst to kind of push me um, into pursuing my passion. Um, with Good this. man. Good man. Well, yeah. He was the one that was like, oh, my God, stop talking about this doula training. Just do it. <laughs> oh, we like him. We like him a lot. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. But so I've had. Um, two sons. Samuel is three. He turned three in November and Baldwin was born September 28th. So he is 20 weeks and he will be five months on the 28th. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You've been a little busy. And then I remember when you were, you just finished our training, you were subbing for us. And then did you move to LA? I don't, what was the reason that you weren't, we weren't working together anymore? Yeah. So life just got kind of crazy. I think it was like balancing act. So I was going through transition, like in my fitness work, I was at exhale. Um, and then what was happening? Knowing me, I was probably like doing a play. I think I was kind of around then. Um, cause I'm also an actor. Um, and I was pretty busy with theater, um, in that time. And for a while after really up until, maybe a year, you know, year and change ago because of everything that's happening. Um, and yeah, I think what happened was I was in my season truly of 
of growth, of learning, of accumulating all the tools. Um, so after your training, I feel like I then went on now, don't get me to lying about the order in which <laughs> all these things happened, but, uh, cause my two mommy brain is real. Um, and I'm like still in my postpartum fog, but after your training, um, I continued my education. I got my Pilates mat. I got my kettlebell cert. I got my TRX training. Um, I um, got my lactation training. So I was just like literally filling my toolbox with as much as I could to be able to give anything and everything I could to my students. So I, I even threw a, 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 a spin training in there somewhere. I will leave <laughs> the brand out that I decided to train with and not work for, luckily, um, as all their dirty laundry is getting aired out currently. Um, but yeah, anyone can look that up and figure it out. So we'll, but we will, we will remain unnamed. <laughs> yeah, they can figure that out. Um, so anyways, yeah, I, um, that's kind of the season you caught me in. I think it was more so me just learning, 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 learning. Um, and now, um, when I was literally, it was October. I gave birth to Samuel November 15th. And I had one of those mornings, which I'm sure many New York moms have, where I woke up, it was like 6.30 in the morning and I just start crying and looking at my husband like, how are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to have a baby in Manhattan? And he's like, everything's going to be okay. I went on with my day. I got home and at nine o'clock that night, Mir emailed me. They were like, hi, you don't know who I am, but we have this thing. We really want you to come see. And I was like, okay, like, sure. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. So what is so dope and what I always want to give kudos to my founder, Bryn Putnam, is she um, hired an eight-month pregnant woman to be a trainer. (laughs) And I gave birth on her son's birthday. They're a year apart. Her son's one year older than mine. So after a very long labor, I was like, it's a good omen. There's a reason you were born (laughs) on the 15th. Um, and so I've been teaching with them for a little over three years. Um, so I was with them, you know, before we launched through our beta and it was just a blessing, um, before being pregnant and around that time with Samuel, you know, my passion for the mother population in relation to fitness and birth had been there for a long time. Um, but I had this like burning fire and urge to like just help as many women as I could empower and educate as many women as I could. Um, and, but I only had, you know, bandwidth is real. And when I had, when mirror happened, I realized like, wow, I'm going to be able to help and teach and encourage so many women. And it's, it's just one thing that fuels my fire on a daily basis because I literally get messages every day, um, from mirror moms. Um, I should say mirror mamas since I started a little Instagram page for all of us women, not just mirror moms, but they're like, I swear my birth was faster because I took your class and I was ready to push my baby out. And it's like the coolest feeling in the world. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, I feel very honored, um, that all of my worlds are, are, you know, they really collided. 
they've all collided. Like my dad was having moments where he was like, what? You went to Juilliard. Now you're going to be a doula. Now you're a trainer. Now what is happening? Now you're getting your lactation. You know, well, I think the performing, I came from a background too of a conservatory and Mm -hmm. I really think there's something to having that because I, I laugh all the time. Like when I make like a musical theater reference, I'm like, see, I am using my degree, but. I remember I, that reference, open throat, <laughs> open vagina. Yes. I forget it. <laughs> we mm-hmm. actually have t-shirts of that now. But I feel like there's something that having that performance background very much suits someone that's leading a class. Like um, one of my friends, Krista McGee, she did our training. She's also a performer. And she does, uh, I'm not going to say the brand because it's a, it's a competitor of mirror in a way. But she also does like an online um, fitness. And I feel like there's something to be able to speak to the camera, speak to the people. I've always yeah. said to the teacher trainees, like we're never, it's not supposed to be a one, one, one person show, but there is something to knowing how to be in front of a group of people and picking up on what's going on and, and kind of manipulating the energy. Like you need to bring it up. You need to bring it down. You need to know when to add a little space. You need to know when to talk. So I really feel like so many performers really bring themselves to teaching because of that background. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, um, I absolutely, you know, even in my little black box by myself when I'm shooting, I completely, you know, channel my nerdy theater girl. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I, I have a million imaginary friends. And that's one of my students' husbands um, laughed at her one day because she's like, my friend Rachel. And he's like, your imaginary friend. (laughs) I was like, whatever, we're real friends. And I, the skill set absolutely supports me. You know, I mean, anywhere from the the technical vocal training to presence to tactics to tools to try to connect via this, you know, new technology of the virtual world. And I absolutely feel like my students know that I'm just. I'm also just very raw. I'm very raw. Very authentic. Yeah. Um, I am Rachel, you know, Elizabeth Nix Lyons with you, with anyone on the planet, right? I, I don't shape shift. That's just not my thing, which is why I don't belong in corporate. <laughs> I'm, that was not my strength. And everyone realized it really young. They were like, whoo, I'm sure my parents were like, what job is she going to be able to have? Um, I'm just not into editing myself. And after a lot of Catholic education, they tried really hard, but. <laughs> they failed. <laughs> and that's good because you're authentic. And I think that makes the best teacher is someone that shows up and they're authentic. So I was doing some digging and researching for our conversation. And so I found your video on the mirror website and you said something that kind of blew my mind and really resonated. So I wrote it down. I said, beautiful things may be on the other side of fear and discomfort. And I loved that. Now, granted, pretty much everything I see and think of is through the lens of birth because that's where I've lived for the last 20 years. But so I'd love to hear how had, did your birth work impact your pregnancy and your birth? Cause you said your first birth was challenging and I can relate. My first birth was 42 hours. Oh, it was a haul. So I'm really curious with what all, with all you knew, how did that affect your pregnancies and birth? 
It put me, to, you know, it, it put it all to the test. There was a couple moments of looking up at God being like, all right, you got jokes, okay? He's like, mm-hmm, you think you got all these tools? <laughs> you still believe in them? I'm like, yes, I still believe in everything I taught. You know, I had Samuel and I went, oh, thank God, everything that I teach and I believe in is actually real. Um, and postpartum, I was like, yes, it works. I put my own stuff to the test. I believe in my, I practice what I preach. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone's experience is unique. So everything that I was taught and that I teach is 100% the truth that challenges change you and birth is not easy, nor is it fun for some, right? Um, do some people have orgasmic births? Yes. And I'm very jealous, you know, (laughs) but I kept my eye on the prize. I knew my options. I, um, with Samuel, I have OP babies and they get really comfortable. I'll explain and- that for those that don't know okay. OP. So babies like air quotes, you can't see me, are <laughs> supposed, the ideal position of a baby is to come out with their eyes looking at your spine, occiput anterior. Um, my boys like to kind of nest, like get all comfy, either facing the the side of my body or facing front. And so when I'm in labor, I have a lot of back labor. And the biggest thing is these big humans that I cook have to turn and then come out. So with Samuel, he didn't want to turn and did not turn. So as I pushed, he did a turn. So I pushed Samuel for three hours. So he was 30 hours of laboring. I stalled at four centimeters for a very long time. And then he finally came out. And I'm like the one person whose labor is like arithmetic. Like I'm hours and hours for each centimeter. So like a lot of birth workers are proven wrong by my vagina um, and my cervix. They're like, oh, and then the second one, they were mind blown. They were like, oh my God, it's your second baby. It's going to be so fast. Oh my God. And I was like, can everybody shut up, please? Was he just as long? Oh, he was like 56 hours. Oh, Oh, I had my little little heartbreak for you there. But he popped out in like 15 minutes. So that was great. Like literally when they were like his head's out, because Samuel had a 98 percentile head and he was 8'4 and um, 21 inches. And I am not a big mama. I was like, where did that big old baby come from? (laughs) And so, and Baldwin has a much more petite head. And he was also eight pounds, 21 inches. Um, but his head just like popped out and he did turn during labor. So I just didn't have to push as long. Um, oh, that's good. But I remember they were like, his head's out. And I was like, for real? <laughs> Cause let me tell you something, that ring of fire with Samuel Otis Lyons, the fourth was real. I have video of me screaming. Can you just, can I just get some water? Can I just get some water? <laughs> And everyone's like, give her water. I was like, no, on my vagina. It's so hot. So hot. It's so hot. I know. Oh, the ring of fire. I actually just did a reel on that using the Johnny Cash song, Ring of Fire. (laughs) I was like, that is not even, that's crazy. I was like, it's so, and then my midwife, once his head came out, I know like, you know, shoulders are usually what tear you. So I just like panicked and I like tried to suck him back in and her look at me. She was like, Rachel, push. And I was like, I don't want to push the shoulders. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, It was very funny. So 
I have to say, though, with all that I knew, my doula and my midwife with Samuel really protected me because it was a very arduous labor. And to the point where people were like, what is going on? And, because you know, because I didn't do a lot of ultrasounds, we didn't know he was OP. So, like, I remember my midwife being like, he's bald. And my mom, my husband and I were like, what? I mean... I don't really think I'm going to have a bald baby. Like, black babies aren't really bald. (laughs) So we were like, uh, okay. And so then we were like, oh, that's his forehead. And then once he turned, she's like, no, there's a ton of hair. Because he had a ton of hair. Both my boys had a lot of hair. So, yeah, I mean, we we made jest. We kept hope alive. But um, you definitely get to that point um, where you're like, I I don't know that I could do this. And then you do it. And then somehow you decide to do it again. <laughs> uh, it's funny you use the word arduous because that is my go-to word for talking about my birth is it was just arduous. I remember yelling to my midwife somewhere in hour 30 something, can't you just pull him out? Like it's just, <laughs> it was just a moment of like despair. Like he's going to be in there forever. Oh, but it's funny you use the same word. So who was on your birth team? You mentioned a doula and a midwife. Yeah, so I was with Central Park Midwifery. Oh, Elaine I love them. delivered my baby, and um, I worked with Lindsay Bliss from Carriage House. Yeah. Um, she was my doula with Samuel, and then pandemic world happened. So she, I was going to have the same birth team for Baldwin, um, but, you know, when this little thing called COVID hit, my job's like, oh, my God, take two weeks off. Let this little thing pass. So I went home to Oakland, California, and March 14th, and then um, Governor Newsom shut the state down on the 15th, and everything was staying. <laughs> yeah, and we every morning watched the news, and we were like, "Hey, Cuomo, how you doing? We'll be back soon." And then things were looking very grim, not looking were, and uh, yeah, they're just grim and grim and grim and grim. And I got to like 30 weeks pregnant, and I was like, "Okay." Um, we need to figure out what we're doing <laughs> and when we're doing it. Cause I can't not know where I'm having this baby anymore. It, it got to the point where I was having anxiety about it. Cause I just was convinced I was going to be back in New York and everything was going to be fine. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. So we decided to just settle in LA. Um, we were with parents, my parents for three months in Oakland. Then I just got, we got a place on our own with, you know, a little yard and a lemon tree. Cause Samuel was like, at two and a half, like full boy energy, like bouncing off the walls. And I just knew, I was like, I don't want to be locked in an apartment, pregnant with a toddler mm-hmm. bouncing off the walls. Like that's just not a good idea for us. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but then once maternity leave, I was able to shoot remote with Mirror until I was 39 weeks pregnant. And then they were like, all right, time to come home. <laughs> so in January, we came home and daddy works from home and mommy goes into the studio to shoot. Amazing. How did you approach your two pregnancies differently knowing as well as the births? Let's talk about the births, knowing what you knew from your first birth and having been through an arduous birth, how did your pregnancies and birth differ? How did you approach them differently? You know, I, uh, I was confident throughout both, but I think there's a 
a little bit more sense of ease with your second because you've done it. Mm-hmm. I was prepared for another difficult labor. Um, I didn't walk in like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. I kind of knew, you know, um, I was especially I remember the moment they checked me and it was like the same thing. Like, I think I actually got to five, but it was after, you know, like 20 something hours. They're like, yeah, you're still at five. I was like, mm-hmm. and I have those kind of labors where it's like the second they start. It's like gangbusters. Like mm-hmm. even my doula Lindsay, who's like birthed a million babies, she's like, "Yo, why are your contract? I mean, crazy." But it's like a lot of it. I think my body's trying to turn the kids, and it's you know they some big old babies to turn, so they just hurt. They all hurt. They're all a minute. They don't start cute ever. <laughs> they just wave after wave after wave. Um, so you know, I'm a tough cookie, but. You know, it's 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 a thing. I'm like nobody can challenge my strength ever in life. <laughs> but I have to say, um, I want to speak to because I want women to know their power and their strength. And something that I encountered not by my birth team, but during both births, is people judging my strength based on my frame. Mm. Um, with it happened where they were like, because I, you're petite. Yes, they don't think I'm strong. So with Samuel, really? they're as you, I was. You look strong. To, I've seen you. <laughs> you're you're not a, a little willow. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Oh, I remember this nurse gave me this look." It's funny what you remember, right? Like I couldn't do it, and then my birth team was pissed, but. I hopped into my squat and used my tools, like relaxing my pelvic floor, engaging my transverse abdominals. Mm -hmm. Like I went into mode and used what I knew to get my baby out. And then she looked at me like, oh, damn, she's going to be able to have this baby. Because, of course, after hour two, they were threatening vacuum or cesarean. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, no. My mom's like, you channeled the ancestors. Like, I think I got comfortable vocalizing at that point. And I just did what I had to do to get my son out. And I did. Um, And then with Baldwin, I felt it again. I mean, we were in Los Angeles. UCLA was fantastic, but people judge, you know, and I remember they kept saying, oh, we need to give her Pitocin and this and that. I was like, I do not need Pitocin to push my baby out. Like I was like, I pushed a huge OP baby out. Like I don't need help. And it's also that thing when they talk about you when you're right there. And I I got to the point with Baldwin where I was like, we need to cut all conversation about me while I'm here scaling a wall in labor. Like I've given birth. I know what I'm able to do. Like I just need everybody to back up, like stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But yeah, as far as like preparation and how I handled it, it was very similar. Both of my boys were nice to me. I really enjoy being pregnant. Um, I feel healthy and strong and beautiful and sexy even. Um, I love it. I can say that having a very busy toddler while being pregnant is exhausting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just very tired, you know, like I, and I think too, I had to remind myself cause I was also teaching like a full schedule until I was 39 weeks. Um, I, I have to give myself grace and I teach that and tell women that all the time, but I'm such a busy body. I have to be like, Rachel, you're like making a whole human being. Um, and there was a lot of times, you know, I had to teach and explain to my son, you know, mommy's tired. Like I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm making your brother and 
I can't play at the park and I can't run and jump and throw balls all day long in 90 degree weather with you as much as I want to. Um, I just don't have it. And there was one day I really just, I was in my emotions. I felt bad about it. Like, I don't know. I don't really like the word guilty because I don't deal with guilt as a mother. I think that's, that's a whole nother topic, but I, I don't let myself go there. Um, because we're warrior women and there's no need for that. But you know, I knew he wanted to play and I just didn't have it. But I explained it to him in a way that he could understand in his little two-year-old mind. And he just cuddled me and held me. And it was such a beautiful moment because I was like, I don't need to feel bad for being tired and pregnant. And I can teach my son that mommy just needs to rest. And empathy. He, you taught him some empathy. He got it. Yeah. yeah. He got it. Um, so it, I, that was a very special moment. Um and and he is a very empathetic little guy. I'm I'm proud of that special human. He's he's pretty cool. So you are quite the worker bee, and I can relate to that. So how? <laughs> it's funny. My um my Chinese symbol is the as an ox, and I'm like I I embrace that. So I get the oxen sign. Like it's kind of. I know. I need to find what mine is. It's probably similar. Yeah. You know, it's like throw it on my back, and I'll just keep trudging forward. And I get the sense that's how you work as well. So how do you balance work and family? Um. So. Oh, the two things I joke about, I'm like, there is no such thing as balance and there is no such thing as perfection. And when you let go of achieving them, then you enjoy your life a lot more. I would say, you know, becoming a mother made me a better businesswoman for a couple of reasons. One, it's just simply bandwidth. And two, it was like, if I leave my house, I have to be compensated enough to pay for childcare in the most simplest form, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why would I be leaving, you know, if it's costing me? And, and, and the cost is not just monetary, right? And I think as you get busier in your, as in your career, you start to have to like weigh the benefit and the risk. So if, you're risking not risk isn't the right word, but if you, you know, if you're missing out on time with your child and your family, is it worth it? And I, that question comes up a lot for me. Um, but I, I joke, especially with when I audition and stuff, I'm like, I'm the most present yet the most unprepared <laughs> I've ever been. So it's like, I am just laser focused. When I show up, I show up, but I don't have any extra time to self-edit, to bullshit, to procrastinate. Like I just have to go hard in the paint at everything I do. Um, I do not apologize for being a mother. I ask for more time if I need it. I have incorporated my children into my life. Um, I therefore feel that mothering and working are more enjoyable because I don't view my kids as an, uh, an interference or like they're not in my way. They're not in my way when I'm cooking. They're not in my way while I'm trying to prepare for an audition. They're not in my way while I'm shooting, you know, five auditions a week for pilot season. And you can hear them playing Nerf gun or screaming in the background. Like it's my life. And if you don't want me, then that's fine. So uh, because I have so many pieces moving, that's the only way. Otherwise I would always just be irritated. And let, don't get me wrong. Are, there are moments, you know, that my husband of anyone can tell you that I, 
I'm like, Ooh, like the bottle gets really full and I'm like at capacity and he's like, okay, just slow down. And then you have to stop and enjoy or sit down and let things not get finished. And that's okay. I think for moms, what I want, something I chose to do with Samuel is go to sleep. I don't believe in this, like stay up till two in the morning to try to get everything done because you need to sleep. Not that I get a ton of it because I'm, you know, I exclusively breastfeed and I'm pretty much a co-sleeping mom and I don't, I'm not a sleep training mom and all that. Um, I believe do what works for you and that's what works for me. Um, And so, no, I don't get a lot of sleep, but you know. uh, I've really made it work. I'm really impressed. And I also just, I just want to say that I'm, I respect and I support that. And I love that you're putting it out there about incorporating the kids in your life and you just own it. You own like, this is who I am. I'm Mm -hmm. showing up. This is the package and you can take it or not. There's a, I really, I like that you're putting that out there. Yeah. Because I think there's so much pressure, both conscious and unconscious on mothers to do it all. And I'm a do it all woman. You know what I mean? Like that's my MO. I thrive when I have all of my pieces, you know, at play or in play. Um, and I know that like my girlfriend's a Virgo and, you know, a good analogy is this, right? So she's a Virgo, she's in real estate and she was working for a builder. You know, she had hours at a desk, you know, she had a schedule mm-hmm. and new buyers were coming. And so she left that because she's like, well, I want more time at home with the girls. So I'm going to go back into resale. And now it's like all these showings and all these offers that, you know, don't go through. And, you know, it's more chaotic for lack of a better, you know, adjective. And she's like, girl, this is not for me. She's like, I'm going to give myself till September. I got one year. <laughs> she's like, I think I just need to go back to a builder. I was like, yeah, it kind of sounds like my life, you know. Um, and she's like, yeah, and you know, I can't do that. And she was actually an artist. She was a singer and gave it up at 21 because she just needed, she, she craves structure. Mm-hmm. And as chaotic as my life is and busy as it is, um, I'm just not a structure girl. Sometimes predictability would be nice, like not constantly getting random, you know, auditions at the last second that are nine pages that are due tomorrow kind of thing. But I think what it is, too, for me is I got to a point where I was like, okay, I think when you're, you know, in your twenties, you're like, I just need to be busy. Um, and you just are busy. Cause you're like, is, if I'm busy, that's success. Right. And then as I, as I got a little older, I'm like, no, it's what am I busying myself with? Is it my passion? Is it working for me? Is it fulfilling me? And so I started saying probably around six years ago, you know, you've got to leave space on your plate to receive blessings. You can't constantly have a plate that's overflowing because then you're going to miss gifts, you know, for God, universe, career, whatever, right? You're just too full and busy and stressed and exhausted to even receive. And I stick to that. As busy as I am, I still pull back and look, you know, I take my blinders off and really see um, all that's going on and how it's all working together. And now as crazy as things are, as far as like just busy, right? 
I have to say everything's flowing, everything's converging, everything's lining up. Like literally things are falling out of seemingly the sky and falling right into place. Um, but I believe that's because I was patient. Um, I was consistent. I worked hard. You know, I love that ox visual. They're not, you know, they're not the cutest, you know what I mean? But they're tough, they're strong, they endure, right? Their work is arduous and, you know, they got a strong back and you can rely on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I think of myself as an ox. All right, we're going to a quick break. When we come back, I want to start to talk a little bit about you as an athlete and a pregnant athlete and then a postpartum athlete. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, we are back. So as an athlete and also someone seen publicly on a fitness platform on Mirror, did you feel any pressure to maintain a certain physique while pregnant? Yes, I have to say um, when we got pregnant with Baldwin. Um, well, really I, and I, I think it's important to talk about, I got pregnant in October of 2019 and lost that baby at like seven weeks and then had one period and New Year's Eve after an open bar in Jamaica, <laughs> got pregnant with Baldwin. Um, but with both pregnancies, the one I lost and Baldwin, I remember being very excited and going, whew, I am not in my 20s anymore. I have a very, you know, intense career, very physical. Um, and it's a lot of work. And yeah, it's, a, you know, it's all about aesthetics. I don't, I do not subscribe to that bullshit about like, you know, snap back and, you know, you're only valuable if you have a flat stomach and you're a certain size. I do not play those games at all. Am I a small framed woman? Yes. Am I very conscious of all those things? Yes. But I need, I believe wellness comes from the inside out. You know, when you talk about birth, when you talk about your experience, just as a mother, you know, 360, you've got to be well inside first. I'm talking about pelvic floor, your heart, your mind, your spirit, and then your body, your physical mm-hmm. body, but not for aesthetic reasons. Like I need you to feel good and be healthy. And then we can worry about losing some pounds and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, so yeah, I just, I remember I, I breastfed Samuel for 19 months and I didn't really feel myself again until probably like three to six months after stopping breastfeeding. And I was like, whoa, 
I didn't realize how much it was still taking out of me. And so when I got pregnant again, I was like, this is going to be a lot of work. I'm going to have to be pregnant and work. Then I'm going to have to give birth again. And then I'm going to have to get my strength back again, pelvic floor, whatever. Like my pelvic floor went through it with Samuel just because I pushed for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very blessed. I didn't tear. I'm not incontinent, but I, it took time. Like I didn't want to do anybody's jumping jack for about nine months. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, my pelvic floor has been traumatized, but she's back. She's very happy. And Baldwin was very kind to her. Um, but yeah, so I think for me, it was, it it was more so just the work it was going to take to get, get my strength back. But I was very committed to working out throughout my pregnancy so that I maintained my strength. Um, and I prioritized that. And because of the pandemic, I prioritized it also for my mental wellness. Mm -hmm. Um, it was very important that I move for my, my brain, um, and my sanity and, um, the, and postpartum, you know, I made the choice, Deb, when I went back to mirror my first class back, I was like, I'm not putting a shirt on. I just had a baby. Um, I'm in my mid thirties. I have two kids and I'm strong and I breastfeed and I have extra weight around my belly because I still have fat to keep my child alive and skin folds. So I'm not hiding. And I'm also like still very, look very fit. But as we know, as breastfeeding moms and women that have given birth, you know, the skin's a little different. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, you know what? No, I'm not 21. And I, it's okay that my skin is my skin and my body is my body. And I'm proud of that. So I make that choice. Do I wear shirts sometimes over my sports bras when I teach? Yeah. But it's because I feel like it and I might be teaching like a yin yoga class and I don't want to be cold, but it's not because I'm hiding. And, um, I've, I've made that conscious choice and I talk about it on Instagram. I'm like, you know, this is what it is. This is, I, I, I think that is also something that might be interesting to people with Samuel at postpartum, because I am a small framed woman, I was, I I was very trepidatious about sharing my postpartum journey because I never wanted a mom to feel like she needed to be my size. Mm-hmm. Um, my uterus also shrunk really quickly. I also lost my weight really quickly. So I just was like, God forbid somebody see that and feel like I'm trying to say like, you should look like me after having a baby. So I was pretty private about it. And then I shared that with women and they were like, but Rachel, if it's coming from a good place and it's your journey, then that's okay. Like that's your journey. Um, I can't remember who said that to me, but you know, a couple people said it or many, but one woman, it really just stuck. So with this journey, I was very candid. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Too- I saw some of your workouts that you did getting ready to go back to mirror and they look like there was like boxing involved. Like you looked hot and sweaty doing these things. So I'm curious. <laughs> And that's why I knew you were still out in, in California. Yeah. What did that, what was that like knowing that you were going back to mirror? Cause it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm going to take, you know, a spin class. Like you were really, getting after it. Yeah. it looked hard. It looked really hard. Yeah. So, it was really hard, but I, I took my time. Um, you know, like as far as like, I felt stronger after Baldwin, which was really crazy, than with Samuel. So second pregnancy or second birth. I was like, whoa, I feel stronger and ready to move. Samuel, I wasn't. I needed a lot of time. Um, And 
I, I took it slow. You know, I made sure my pelvic floor was good and my core was good. And I started with just like light walks and yoga. And then what I, the boxing for me, you know, Deb, as, as a multitasker extraordinaire, it's so great because I'm not a runner. Um, I'm not a real big spin girl. I was able, when I'm focusing on my like combinations, I cannot think about anybody else or anything else. And so for me, the physical feels great, but the mental um, benefit is really huge for me. Um, so now I'm back in New York. I had a trainer that I worked with out here as well. And so we worked together last week. I almost feel like he was trying to compete with my friend Hino in LA. Like he was trying to prove that he could kick my butt even more. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. So he had me doing kickboxing as well. I was like, oh Lord. <laughs> but it's fun and it's mommy's time. It's my gift to myself, even though I'm a trainer. Um, I, I push myself in a different way and I, I'm able to just release and, and it's my, it's, part of my therapy. And I'm a big self-care advocate and self-care comes in many forms. Um, so that's one of my self-cares. I love that because I, I'm the same way. I have to get, I cycle, I do weights, I, but my yoga, when I get on the on my mat for myself, it's for me. And mm-hmm. it's not, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I can teach this. And I'm like, no, this is not about what you're going to teach your students. This is about getting there for you. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciate that you putting it out yeah. there about the self-care. I do have a question about knowing that you come from a birth worker background as well as an athlete. How did you adjust your workouts and yoga while pregnant? Um, you know, I'm... If, as you know, or if people will learn about me, the pelvic floor is like my favorite muscle group. <laughs> Isn't it though? Isn't it the best? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. how much more can I study it? I don't know. It's like, it's yeah. what's my go-to. So I'm really, you know, I listen to my body. I'm honest with myself. Um, and I know how to support myself through pregnancy and postpartum with the awareness of my pelvic floor, my transverse abs and, um, and I modify accordingly, but you know, I'm, I'm a pretty tough cookie while I'm pregnant. Like I can do most things. So like, yeah, if, as long as it was safe, I modified for safety. Um, and then I'm, I, I do not believe in a lot of, um, high impact or impact period, especially in the third trimester, just to protect my pelvic floor. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, but I mean, other than that, I mean, girl, I was teaching, you know, Pilates, when I taught it, I had to modify a lot, but Pilates, yoga, cardio boot camp classes, strength classes, I was still doing it all. And then if I physically couldn't do something, then, you know, I'd talk them through it or I'd show them a rep. And I gave myself grace when, you know, I was fully winded because I was carrying a full human. Um, and, and I think I just incorporate it. But yeah, that that's pretty much how I modified Um as far as like teaching and then my own workouts, but not, there wasn't a major sh- shift, I guess. Well, I think the than- fact that you were mindful of your pelvic floor and, and the impact on your transverse abdominals, I think that's yeah. really huge. Yeah, no, those are my two go-to. Yes. I mean, and every woman needs to be mindful of that. I think it's such second nature to me. You know what I mean? That for me, it seemed it probably appeared as if I just kept working out normal. You know what I mean? Um, because I knew 
how to adjust everything I needed to adjust mm-hmm. um, for me. And when I teach, I'm much more careful, you know, when I'm teaching a general population or in this virtual world. And I always tell people, you know, like your situation's different. Like I'm not going to tell you to do something because I don't know your strength level or your awareness of your pelvic floor or how well you can engage your, you know, TVA. And so I'm never going to put anybody in a position that could, um, you know, be damaging. Uh, and what I think a lot of pregnant women don't realize is like the things you're going to do while you're working out is really damaging you, not your baby. Not yes. Yeah. I so don't. You need, yeah. You need to focus on you. Like, okay, why are you running? Okay. Does that make sense to like bounce a bowling ball on your pelvic floor because you think you need to run? Like, what is the risk and benefit? Like, what are you doing? Like when you're pregnant, you're not trying to lose weight. That's crazy. You're trying to birth a human. So like you're growing a whole human being. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and I think we all as women need to really get in our, get in the mirror and be still with ourselves and ask ourselves like, why am I moving? Right. You, I want you to move and find movement that makes you feel good. And I will go back to that. Cause I touched on it earlier. Feel good in your mind. Feel good in your body. Feel good in your spirit. Connect with your body, right? Um, I talk about this all the time. A lot of runners don't run for the physical benefits or the the feeling of their physical body feeling good. They run for their mind, mm-hmm. right? To clear their head. Find something else that clears your head that's kind to your body. Um, you know what I mean when you're pregnant and things yeah. like that. And runners need to be aware of their pelvic floor. And most of them are not. I have a, a girlfriend in her early 40s that's a runner. And she's like, oh, I might need a, help, a little help with my pelvic floor. I say, yeah, girl, you need to engage your pelvic floor so you're not peeing on yourself. And I do want to talk, Deb, about all the normalization of incontinence because it makes sure. my head hurt. Honey, if you are listening to this and you are incontinent, do not hide. Do not laugh about it. Do not say I'm going to just put on my black leggings and go for a run and pee on myself. That is crazy. That's not okay. Pull back. Get some support for your pelvic floor. Go to a pelvic floor therapist. They are not cheap. I get it. It is worth it, though. If you probably, like, didn't get a manicure for a year, you could afford, or two months, or once, you could afford to see a pelvic floor therapist. Please prioritize your health as a woman, as a mother. It is imperative that you do that. Yeah. I sing the praises of pelvic floor PTs. We actually just finished um, our January, February teacher training and we had a pelvic floor PT in the training. And I just, it's just something I wish I had gone into more um, because they just have so much knowledge. And I feel like there's this misunderstanding that, oh, I'm incontinent. I better just engage where a lot of people actually have too much tone and the muscles are constantly engaged and active and that can cause incontinence. And I feel like it's just not, thank you. Thank you for jumping on that, that platform and talking about this because you're right. It is not talked about enough. It's joked about. It's just shamed. And if we can have a healthy pelvic floor, and I know it is expensive. It was a sticker shock to me. And I, and I recognize it was a privilege, um, which is sad that it's, it has to be a privileged thing. Isn't that, that is sad. I mean, that's another... Oh That's another topic. Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. I mean, I'm, I had a student that was French yeah. and she came here and I'm like, why are you here? Go 
back. You have free pelvic floor PT after you have your baby. But it is a shame that it is a privilege. But if one can do it, or at least just get some information of what's going on with your pelvic floor, because living, because I did after my first, oh, I didn't know what was going on with my pelvic floor. It was, it felt like it was just down to my ankles. And it's because I had a really good PT, she taught me how mm-hmm. to find those muscles. And she taught me, cause I thought I'm like, oh, I better just engage, engage. And she's like, it's not just about engaging. It's about relaxing too. And mm-hmm. I feel like people just don't know it. So thank you for opening that can of worms. I will jump off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That's you got me, you got me a little spark conversation <laughs> about the pelvic floor. I know. We're we're both fiery about that. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, if you can offer one tip or piece of advice you'd like to give new and expectant parents. We'll be right back. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we are back. You've got a lot. You've got two kids. You're a doula. You've done birth work. You are a trainer. There's probably a lot going on in your brain. What is the one thing you'd like to offer? I say, do you, boo. (laughs) Don't worry about... Excuse me. I'm going to say that one more time because I had a frog in my throat. Okay. What I tell mothers and parents is do what works for you. And, you know, a fun way to remember it in in my Rachel-ism would be like, just do you, boo. (laughs) It's too, there's so much information, right? There's so many opinions and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, it is your life. It is your baby. My mother gave me a jewel that I grew up with and that I want to share with you, Mm. too, is it is your body. It is your baby. And only you know what's best. Right? Mm -hmm. So trust that. And as a mother, even in a partnership, yes, your partner is very valuable, but you mama. Okay? Um, Why I say that is they, partners sometimes don't realize as well as mothers that we're being influenced by society or friends or coworkers. And for me, just to give you a personal thing is my husband kept coming home from his very corporate job and pressuring me to sleep train. Um, and I was just like, where is this all coming from? You know, and he doesn't know all the nitty gritty about like breastfed babies and how they sleep differently and cry (laughs) as he comes. (laughs) So yeah. Um, but yeah, in the simplest form, just, just trust your gut, you know, here's the thing, you're going to get it right. And then they're going to change and teeth and then have a growth spurt and then get sick at daycare. And you know what I mean? So it's just like, try to enjoy it. They do grow fast. Days can feel really long, but years are short and yeah, it's yeah. a gift. You know what I mean? And I think too, just remember like you're blessed with this gift. It's not always fun, but so many people can't. And I think that's, that's something I hold on to, you know, that I'm, I'm very blessed. And my I have healthy children, 
So all that other shit doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I love how candid you are. Um, where can people find your work? Um, so I am like an old millennial and I'm really busy. So if you want to find me or my work, uh, my Instagram is the best. Rachel E. Nix, R-A-C-H-E-L-E-N-I-C-K-S, or on my website, rachelnix.com. Please know that I'm very passionate about what I do. I am very normal. I'm a girl from Oakland who lives in Harlem, and I'm just trying to survive and thrive and empower, educate um, others to enjoy, um, their lives to the best of their ability. And you do it well. You really, you put out good information. I was on your website looking around and there was actually a blog post that I, I adored and I reposted because I'm like, this girl's got a good head on her shoulders. So, (laughs) so it has been a blessing getting to talk to you and reconnect. When I first saw you kind of pop up on Instagram, maybe last year, I'm like, I know her. It was just, it was fun. And then a couple of years ago when I saw you in the mirror, I'm like, I know her. That's so great. So it's yeah. been fun to reconnect. Thank you for this time. Thanks for reaching out, Deb. And um, let me know if you need anything. I'm always here. You're We're amazing. Together. Okay. Thanks. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.